you for listening to the only podcast dedicated to the business of pharmacy. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Show. You can find all of our episodes at pharmacypodcast.com. Hey, welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Show. This is our last show for 2015, and this is going to be Blair Thielemeyer, PharmD's first solo show as a new host of the Pharmacy Podcast. We are so excited to hear um, Blair's views, as well as her contributing to the Pharmacy Podcast show. She is a frequent writer for the Pharmacy Times, um, and she's been on the show a couple times here. So today is her first solo show hosting the Pharmacy Podcast. Blair's going to be welcoming a guest from the University of Wisconsin School of Pharmacy. I'm looking forward to hearing that. And also, if you're listening and you're a pharmacist and you have some ideas for Pharmacy Podcast content, please reach out to us, publisher at pharmacypodcast.com. Once again, that's publisher at pharmacypodcast.com. We expect some incredible things for 2016. We also expect to have multiple new hosts that are uh, pharmacists throughout the industry. Alex Barker, PharmD. He's a thought leader on the Pharmacy Podcast, contributor to Pharmacy Times. He's an entrepreneur and a contributor to the Huffington Post. We're excited about some of his content. He may be uh, releasing one here January 2016 timeframe. So be on the lookout for Alex Barker. Also very excited to announce that Aaron Albert, PharmD at Butler University School of Pharmacy. Aaron has also committed to being a host uh, guest host on the Pharmacy Podcast Show. So we have three incredible thought leaders throughout the industry. I'm also giving a shout out to Dr. Timothy Ungst. Timothy Ungst, PharmD, is a contributor of Pharmacy Times as well. I'd love to have him come on the show and talk about technology, pharmacy technology and the things of the internet and how things of the internet could affect our pharmacy industry as well as touch with our patients. Very excited. Without further ado, let's listen to Blair Tielemeyer on the Pharmacy Podcast Show. Hi, this is Dr. Blair Tielemeyer with the Pharmacy Podcast Show. Today, I have Dr. Alan Hansen, a faculty member at the University of Wisconsin-Madison School of Pharmacy, where he holds the rank of a professor and serves as Associate Dean of Outreach. He is the chair for the Division of Pharmacy Professional Development. Thank you for being with us today. How are you? I'm doing fine. Good morning. Morning. So, so welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Show. Um, tell me a little bit more about your experience in the pharmacy world and at the University of Wisconsin-Madison and, uh, and some of your work there. Well, I've been at the University of Wisconsin School of Pharmacy for a little over 40, 40 years, starting as a lecturer here back in the uh, early, the mid-70s and rising up the ranks uh, on the faculty from assistant to associate to full professor. I've been here with the Division of Pharmacy Professional Development for approximately 36 years now. And this particular division is responsible for developing and conducting continuing education and professional development programs for pharmacists throughout the United States. We also develop and conduct professional development programs for pharmaceutical industry scientists worldwide. 
So once again, have been uh, with this division for approximately 36 years, have been chair of the division for approximately 20 years, and our group is our group is pretty unique within academia, within pharmacy across the country, in that this division is solely devoted to developing, conducting, evaluating continuing education and professional development programs. That's that's wonderful. So, um, I see you've got over 40 publications in journal articles, books, chapters, and instructional manuals on on lifelong learning. Um, what are some specific learning characteristics uh, that can predict a person's likelihood to become a lifelong learner, and and why is that important? Well, number one, it's important because our job is to develop and conduct programs for a pharmacist audience. And unless we know what the what drives them to the marketplace, we're going to have a difficult time uh, fulfilling our, our mission. So in my, uh, I'll call it my earlier years, did a lot of research on uh, characteristics of lifelong learners, what some of their challenges uh, in are to participating in continuing education, what the some of the factors are that facilitate their participation. And I think the uh, pretty much the bottom line or the short story is that uh, pharmacists as a whole are very interested in pursuing education to help them uh, continue to develop what they know about the pharmacy, about medications, etc. So they're eager to learn. And part of our job has been to in determining what the facilitators and barriers are to learning, I think it can be pretty much summed up is from a facilitation standpoint, we need to make our programs accessible to the pharmacist audience. We need to make them relevant, provide them with information that's up to date that they can utilize in their pharmacy practice, as well as make sure that we've got a top quality product, top quality educational product. On the flip side, uh, factors that impede or serve as barriers to the participation in, in continuing education would be things such as, uh, you know, the flip side of access. They're not accessible. They uh, either the live program is held on a day or time that they cannot attend due to family responsibilities or work responsibilities. They're not relevant to what's going on in their particular workplace as well as difficulties they have in taking time off from work to participate. Absolutely. And and I know you guys have got some some really great programs you're working on, um, programs that can help pharmacists overcome those barriers, for instance, CE that they can, can then access through your website. So can you tell me a little bit more about the, the Madison Fall Institute and, and how you guys are, are offering these continuing education credits for pharmacists out there? Yes, the, the Madison Fall Institute is an example of one of the recurring live programs that we do here at the University of Wisconsin. And actually, the program that we conducted in November of this year, of 2015, was the 66th annual Madison Fall Institute. <laughs> this is the longest running continued education program offered here at the 
University of Wisconsin, not just for pharmacy, but for other professions as well. So it's the longest running conference. The theme changes from year to year, but it's always been a one-day conference that pharmacists here in the state of Wisconsin, and now expanding you know, to our border states, can count on being there every year. So once again, our theme changes from, from year to year, but the, uh, the, the program's always going to be there, a one-day program here in Madison to help pharmacists fulfill their continuing education, either their requirements or their desire to go beyond their requirements. Absolutely. And this year's um, theme was opiates in the management of non-malignant chronic pain. Is that correct? Yes. You know, once again, the, the theme changes from year to year and the, the determinants as far as what the particular theme of the program is going to be is based on uh, evaluations from that particular program on an annual basis, what pharmacists want the next time around or we conduct evaluations at all of our other programs uh, to help us determine what the topics are going to be. We monitor the, uh, the pharmacy press, the medical press, just to see what topic areas are of uh, uh, extreme importance or of interest to pharmacists, and we match all these together, and that's how we decided to do, uh, to focus on opioids in the uh, management of non-malignant chronic pain for the 2015 conference. Okay. So I mentioned that the uh, this was our 66th annual conference, and wow. <laughs> up until this year, the target audience has always been specifically practicing pharmacists, not only in the state of Wisconsin, but our bordering states as well. Mm -hmm. uh, the unique aspect of the 2015 conference, we have just started here at, uh, at UW-Madison School of Pharmacy in our Division of Pharmacy Professional Development to do what we call interprofessional programs. So we've started a collaboration with our counterparts, colleagues in medicine and nursing here on the UW-Madison campus so that our programs in the planning stage, we involve nurses, we involve physicians, in addition to our pharmacy input to design a program that's going to be of interest, of interest of relevance to uh, nurses, physicians, as well as pharmacists. So the program is planned that way. We market the program to this combined audience, and we also provided not only pharmacy accreditation, but nursing accreditation, physician accreditation. So this was our first formal venture into uh, developing a, a program from an interprofessional standpoint, as well as targeting the uh, audience from an interprofessional standpoint. And it was a it was a success. That is definitely so important for pharmacy school students to see and work with the other professions. Um, they they see the pharmacists doing it uh, now. If you're doing the same CEs as doctors and nurses, you're really there. You're being a, a valued member of the healthcare community. And it seems like a lot of pharmacy schools are trying to work this into their curriculum where they're doing interprofessional training and really having the support system between the doctors, the nurses, and the pharmacists. And I think that's really something important. It seems like you guys uh, really value the interprofessional uh, relationships as well. We think it's the future, not only in the... Uh, I won't call it the undergraduate environment, but the, the professional degree environment here at the uh, University of Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Only our pharmacists, 
pharmacy students learning with nursing students and medical students, but now we're taking this beyond the uh, the campus to our continuing education program. So we've got that interprofessional focus and interprofessional environment for learning. Yeah, that's so great. So how can how can pharmacists? Uh, it was my understanding you guys are recording these. Um, conferences, how can pharmacists outside of the University of Wisconsin or your local area access um, and, and hear this, this information that you're putting out as well? Well, as you've indicated, we recorded the lectures at the Madison Fall Institute. So we've got the lecture capture, uh, audio, as well as the slides. So these programs will be available on our website, not only to interested pharmacists, but also to individuals from a nursing profession as well as a, a medical profession. They can get credit for these uh, podcast programs as well. So they'll actually be eligible to get CE uh, by watching or listening to these programs through the website. Yes, they will be able to do that. So the programs, once again, are not only approved for pharmacist credit, but they're approved for nursing credit as well as for physician credit. That's, that's absolutely wonderful. In the future, what, what do you have planned um, as far as future offerings for CE credits for interprofessionals? Well, right now we're in the development stage for another one of our annual programs uh, coming up. This will be in March of 2016. It's called our Madison Clinical Conference. We're actually in, going to be in the 33rd year of doing the Madison Clinical Conference. Once again, the theme changes from year to year based on what the evaluations are telling us. The theme for the March 8th, 9th, 2016 Madison Clinical Conference will be focusing in on geriatrics. And this is a, uh, a two-day program. So we're going to have uh, one day devoted entirely to lectures on a variety of topics ranging from uh, dementia to sleep disorders to osteoporosis and other topics. And then the second day of the conference is devoted to multiple workshops, also on topics related to pharmacotherapy of disease states in the elderly population, where we break people down into smaller groups, allow them to pick and choose the workshops that they want to go to that are most relevant to the, uh, their practice setting. And this is also being planned interprofessionally. Uh, we've got, uh, in addition to the pharmacist on our planning committee, we've got a couple of physicians on there. We've got a couple of nurses on the planning committee. And uh, once again, we will be marketing this program to the uh, interprofessional audience of pharmacists, nurses, and, and physicians. And looking forward to that one in March of 2016. That sounds like a fabulous program. So for, for the people that want to attend that program live and in person, how can they register? Once again, we would, uh, in our marketing materials, we uh, provide individuals with our URL for our website so they can, they can either go directly onto our website and find out additional program information and register, or they can uh, register by, by mail by uh, sending in the, uh, the application form that way. So multiple ways for them to register. We try to make it as easy as possible. Or for those individuals who uh, you know, don't want to take the specific time to either register online or uh, 
fill out the application form and mail it in. All they have to do is give us a call, and our, our staff is more than willing to just take care of the registration process for these individuals. Absolutely, and and I welcome anyone that's listening. If if you are interested, uh, I can put you in contact with with these guys and help you get registered as well. So feel free to contact me uh, as well at, at btpharmacyconsulting.com, and I would be happy to to put you in uh, in contact with them to get you registered. Yeah, as far as so. our registration process, it kind of links back into and. I mentioned the, some of the research that we've done here as far as facilitators and barriers to uh, participation in continued education, mm-hmm. lifelong learning, et cetera. It's from a registration process. We try to make it as, as easy, as quick as possible for individuals to uh, find out about our program. But to, once they've determined that they want to participate in that program, as easy as possible for them to register for the program. Yeah, that's that's definitely something very valuable too. The, you know, we're all busy. We're we're all um, trying to get our CE hours in as well. So to eliminate the barriers as much as possible will really help give pharmacists um, access and and other professionals access to those CE credits and and get them in and offer them really valuable uh, continuing education. So. Is there anything else that you would like to tell the listeners of the Pharmacy Podcast Show? Well, I, I think that the important thing for for us as a uh, our Division of Pharmacy Professional Development here at, at the University of Wisconsin School of Pharmacy is that we know that uh, pharmacists are eager to learn, that they want to continue their uh, uh, education, continue their professional development, we're also quite aware that they've got multiple opportunities to, to do that, whether or not it's via live programs or online programs, or in some cases, there's still some print programs out there. We just try to make sure that we've mm-hmm. got multiple ways that people can participate in, in lifelong learning, whether it's in live programs here in Wisconsin or elsewhere. We just want to make our programs as easily accessible, interesting, mm-hmm. portable, and practical practical as possible for the pharmacist to continue their learning. Absolutely. I'm 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 right there with you. I'm a big fan of, of lifelong learning and personal and professional development as well. And um, here in in my area in Arkansas we're gonna be offering a, an MTM workshop It'll go through the process of implementation and planning for pharmacists that want to integrate MTM into their community pharmacies. We'll also um, touch on incident to billing codes, working with physicians, and and as you said, a focus on uh, interprofessional relationships and how pharmacists can can really add value to the healthcare system and, and definitely by helping re- reduce adverse drug events as well. So I am I'm a big fan. It sounds like your program is, is really going to help a lot of healthcare professionals and cut down the barriers to, to doing CEs and, and really adding a lot of value to the profession of pharmacy. So, so for pharmacists who are wanting to access your programs and keep keep in touch with with 
the future programs, how could they get in touch with you? Well, one way they can get in touch with us is, first of all, they could just Google the University of Wisconsin School of Pharmacy, and once they reach that landing page, there's a spot on that landing page where they can link to the Division of Pharmacy Professional Development and see what our menu of continuing education programs would be. The other way that they can do it, they can uh, log on directly to our website, which is ce.pharmacy.wisc.edu. And then they're on our landing page specifically for our pharmacy uh, continuing education programs. So we would welcome them to come into our website, either through the School of Pharmacy or our direct URL, ce.pharmacy.wisc.edu. See what we have on there register to join our mailing list and that way they can keep up to date on the programs that we're offering. I thank you for joining us today and for sharing your program with everyone. So thank you again for for being with me today. Thank you.